Hi, right, welcome back to another episode of... I keep forgetting his name. I'm so stupid. I can't remember names at all. Um, spiritual Undead, The Cold Hard Truth. Oh my god, what a beginning. So, we're gonna have another episode. <laughs> um, somebody asked if I wanted to go more in depth on like the basics of a spiritual awakening and whatnot. And I was like, well, I already did that kind of in a video. But then I was like, you know, why am I such a dickhead? I'll just do it. So we're gonna pull up a... There we go. A thread I wrote, or article, or whatever you want to name it. On a spiritual awakening. And I'll just read it. Like, you know, parts of it. And then we'll just go more in depth. And hopefully, this will help some people. The music you hear in the background, by the way, is from Flo. Uh, you can find his YouTube and Twitter in the description down below. So what is a spiritual awakening? A spiritual awakening is a journey of reconnecting with one's soul. When you are in a spiritual awakening, you start to see things differently. You start to think and act more from the heart and soul instead of the mind and ego. So what does being in a spiritual awakening mean? Being in a so-called spiritual awakening just means that you are on the path of becoming one with your own soul. This sounds a lot easier than it is. Of course it's not all hardcore and I don't want to demotivate you, but it can be very challenging at times. When you start out on your awakening journey, you will see that a lot of the things that you have been thought growing up are not as accurate as you once thought. Your beliefs are being challenged, this can be very disorienting and tiring time. Before you, because you basically have to relearn a lot of the beliefs that kept you going for so long. So in short, being in a spiritual awakening means that you wake up to the truth, and you drift away from listening to your ego and start listening more to your soul. So that's a very brief explanation of what a spiritual awakening is. Um, let's just read a little further before we go into depth into something, because this is just really a general overview. So what happens during a spiritual awakening? Well, a lot of stuff happens during your awakening journey, but the most common thing you will face is yourself. Like I said a bit earlier, your beliefs will start to seem out of place. Things you used to love are of no interest to you anymore. People disappear from your life and new people will show up. You will go through a lot of cycles that involve the cleaning of your physical life as well as your mental state and soul. Going through this will make you transform, reborn if you will. Changing from ego-based thinking to soul-based thinking is not always an easy task, for the ego likes to be in charge and in control. But not only that, before you can truly be reborn, you will have to make room and clean off the old, not just neglect it and throw it into some dark corner of your mind, because it will come back to haunt you. You cannot skip a step on this journey. If you do, it will always come back to you, until you go through it and learn the lesson. There's so much more that happens during the awakening, but the most important things are the things I just mentioned. So, as I said, you will face yourself. And um, because a lot of people don't know themselves, this can really seem like a battle and a scary thing, especially in, in the beginning. Because the more closed off you are to who you truly are, and the more you are, like, the more stuck you are in your own ego, the more it will seem like you run into a stranger when you start this journey. Even though that stranger is you. So how long does a spiritual awakening take? Well, you might not like this answer depending on where you are in your awakening journey because it never ends. 
there is no end to this journey. This is because there is an infinite potential and there are infinite possibilities. Of course, things will change along the way. As you grow and learn, things might go a bit quicker or easier, but you are never done learning and growing. And that's what this is all about, learning and growing. You work out unresolved emotions and feelings in yourself to then release them and grow. Because you've just released so much energy, there is room for expansion again, and thus you learn and grow again. So to some people this sounds very demotivating because they are like, oh shit, but I want this to end. And most people that say that are probably in a early stage of their awakening. Because in the early stage, it really isn't always fun. Well, a lot of times it's actually not fun at all. Because, you know, you are quite literally digging up dead bodies, so to speak, within yourself, to then kind of revive them. It's like, oh what's this? This analogy is going really dark, but you are basically just digging up parts of yourself that were neglected, and then obviously that's not gonna be fun, right? You know, most of these things that you are starting to dig up have been there for a long time, so they are all moldy and shit. They smell, they feel static, heavy, and you kind of just want to put them back where you found them. But that's the point. You can't. Because if you put them back where you found them, first of all, you'll make it worse. And second of all, you realize now that it's there. So you can't really ignore it anymore. Because the thing, when a mind awakens, because that's what happens, right? You awaken your mind. Because you use the mind in this reality to do whatever you're doing. So once the mind awakens up to the fact that, you know, because the ego is not the mind, eh? So once you awaken your mind to that and the fact that there's more and that there are dead bodies, you cannot go back. Because the mind is very curious. The ego isn't. The ego just likes to have what it has and it doesn't like change. But the mind is quite different. So once the mind sees that there is stuff to work out, even though it doesn't like it, it can't ignore it. So it's not fun in the beginning because of this. However, the fun starts fairly quickly and the more you work out, the more fun it becomes because the more you become yourself and the more you become yourself, the more you will see that that self has a lot of capabilities and that self has a lot of skills that you didn't know about because you didn't know you were. So let's read a little further. The different stages and cycles of a spiritual awakening. This is a bit of a hard topic to get right. I guess you could say there is no right version or amount of stages. In different material you will read different things. And one says there are four, the other says there are six or twelve or whatever really. There's so many different like... One says this, the other says that. What do you know? What do you do now? I'm like, come on Herb. Just read. Just observe, read the information, do your research and decide for yourself what is true for you. See what resonates the most with you at this time. Now I'm just gonna keep it simple with four stages. I prefer to call them cycles instead of stages because you can and will go through them multiple times. The situations will be different but the fundamental of the cycle will still be the same. When you start to see the pattern in this you can grow and learn really fast. My tongue does not want to work with me speaking today, I'm sorry. So the first one is waking up. I mean, obviously, you wake up. Of course, the first thing that happens is you waking up. 
this is different for every individual, but there is a point where something snaps and you start to become curious. What I talked about, right? The mind is curious. It's not just you as consciousness that's curious, the mind is also curious. This trigger might be a near-death experience or a family member passing away, or just simply you finding out about a certain interest you never knew you had. There is no right or wrong way for this. There's just simply something that triggers a little flame inside of you, and once you feel that flame being lit, it all starts. You start to be curious about new things. Things you always love to do become still now, and things you thought you never loved are of the most interest to you now. You will see that it can go from that it can go all over the place, your interests that is. Then you are completely in love with your new hobby and a week later you fancy something else. Sometimes not even a week, but the next morning when you wake up you feel like your interests change radically overnight. This is all perfectly fine. Even though it can be very tiring and confusing, you might even feel lost. This is you figuring out this whole new world that just opened up to you. There are so many new things that you want to see and do it all. Even though you don't really know what it is you want just yet. So, this waking up cycle does not just happen once. And people that are listening to this or watching this, that are a little further in their journey, will know what I'm talking about. Obviously, the first time where you wake up, like really wake up, from ego to soul, I guess, is the most intense awakening. Because there's the most to be awakened to. Or the difference is the, the biggest, I would say. The polarity difference between being asleep or awake. However, later on in your journey, you will see that you get this awakening cycle again. But it's not like you go from drastically... Like it's not as drastically in a polarity change, like I said, from ego to soul. It's just such a big change. It's like... Um, Awakening to more parts of yourself. Because, yeah, you might wake up from the ego to the soul the first time. Or open up the mind, wake up the mind, whatever you want to name it. But that does not mean that you immediately know who you are and what you are. And, like, the whole aspect of your being. The whole aspect. You only know one aspect when you wake up the first time. And that's the fact that you are not the body, the, the, the ego, the mind... You wake up to the fact that the other aspect that's there, the consciousness, the soul, that that's you. But that's not your whole you. It's just a small part of your overall higher self, your overall soul. So, the more you heal, the more you go through this journey, the more often you will have these waking up cycles because you see that there are not multiple personalities, but multiple aspects of your personality, of your overall being. Kind of being awoken as well. I explained this in another video, but like, if you look back at your life, at your memories, you kind of see that it's like you were a different person. Now, you were still you, but you responded differently. It's like you, you used different aspects of the personality, the whole personality that's you. So different parts of you respond differently in different situations. So I always like to say, you are what you are when you need to, to be it. Is that what I always say? I don't know, I say a lot. Anyway, people don't really change. People adapt to whatever they put themselves in. So obviously, if you're in a very dark situation, in a negative situation, you still have choice, but 
there's a big chance that the negative aspects of you are going to show if you don't control yourself fully. Because, I mean, no matter what somebody does to you, you can always choose how you respond to them. You might not always be as aware of how you respond, and most people even don't respond, they react, so they bring out certain aspects of themselves without really thinking about it. But it is the same thing, it's still you. It's just a different aspect. Anyway, I'm kind of starting to go on a rant here, so let's just go to the second cycle. Healing and relearning. After you've woken up and you've, you've had your first cycle of challenging beliefs and new information, challenging times and questionable decisions, it is time to heal and relearn. Maybe you already acted from your soul a bit more lately. That is why I wrote questionable decisions above. You see, decisions made from the soul might seem very weird and unusual to your ego and mind. This is because the soul has access to information the mind and ego do not. So it makes decisions that are too big for the human mind and ego to comprehend. And this may start to panic and whisper in your ear that maybe this whole awakening thing is not such a good idea. You have some challenging times ahead. The ego will almost try to fight you if you don't relearn the way you think and act. After all, the ego and mind are just trying to protect themselves from the unknown. So if you reassure to your own mind that it's okay, there's nothing to worry about, you can relearn and rewire yourself instead of working against yourself. This is key, because the faster you can unlearn your old ways of thinking, the faster you can pick up the new and grow. The healing cycle can be very emotional because old memories are being brought forward to deal with. Even memories from other lifetimes and other places than Earth might come up and ask for your attention. It can be a very lonely time, and you might feel misunderstood when you try to talk with others about your experiences. Mood swings and feeling tired are very common during this time. Just try to go with the flow and take your time to recharge. So, another cycle. Again, this one we'll come back to, but in the beginning, it might be quite the battle with yourself and I see many people engaging in that battle but let me tell you there's nobody to fight like I said the ego and mind what did I say that they are trying to protect themselves you see they are not attacking you they are protecting themselves but because you just woke up to the fact that you are not them, but that they are just tools in your body, like your hands and your feet or whatever, other body parts. It might seem like they are attacking you, because you were trying to change, and you're like, wait a minute, so I'm not you. However, you are trying to tell me what to do. Thus, you're gonna fight it. But, even though you are not it, it's still part of you. So fighting it will be fighting yourself. This patience is required. And observation and not identification. So no matter what the ego says, you will have to learn to observe what it says and then not like engage with it, fight it, or try to push it away. Because if you try to push the ego away, the thought away, it will only come back stronger because you feed it energy through that. Literally, the only thing you have to do is observe. So you, you kind of ignore it, I guess, because you don't respond to it, but you still listen. So you're not ignoring it, because you're observing. However, especially in the beginning, 
that's not as easy to do as some just might make it seem like me because I always say you should just observe but I'm trying to think here because I'm trying to make this for people who are you know sort of sort of new to all of this so the observing part would simply be like I said you don't ignore but you just don't respond so you listen to anything the mind and the ego tells you when you are trying to make your decisions from the soul so you have this intuition feeling to do something then the ego comes in and the ego is like I don't think you should do that and you should just leave it at that and not go against the ego and be like okay why or okay but I think it's a good idea so shut up or maybe you shouldn't talk at all whatever you want to say to it I'm keeping it nice but I know that some people are making it dark the thing with that is besides what I just said that it will only get stronger when you do that there is this little thing called your inner child and that's always listening and it's kind of you it's kind of it's kind of your soul most people would I guess explain it as being the part of you that is the least conditioned to anything it's the part of you that is literally still a child and we all know that a child doesn't really care it just lives life it just does what it wants to do and it's not really in in its head I'm saying it like it's an object but <laughs> anyway your inner child is always listening so if you are talking shit about yourself even if it's against the ego you're talking shit against that too or against your full being so you're kind of working against yourself This will only get worse when the memories start to come up. So let's go through that a little bit. So I'm not just rambling about the ego here. I said even memories from other lifetimes and other places than Earth might come up and ask for your attention. Now, it's also memories from Earth, obviously. But this can be a bit trippy to people because they are doing something. And we all know that memories get triggered when you just smell something, see something, touch something, hear something, whatever. An impulse, right? A stimulants. But it happens oftentimes without any of that. You're just doing something and all of a sudden you have a memory. Maybe it's just a second, but it's like a room or a person or anything. And it triggers a whole buttload of emotions in your being, patterns, thoughts, and you're kind of freaking out. Maybe not as consciously as you might think, because you're not actually tripping balls. You're not actually freaking out. But you can feel, perhaps it's your inner child, you can feel there's something inside of you that also saw that memory that came up. And I, I guess the best way you could say is that it didn't like it. And not necessarily that it didn't like it. But more like there is something to this which is hurt and out of balance. So you can might maybe want to avoid it, push it away dig a hole and like put it in there to never dig it up again but that's how all of these problems started so again your ego will come up when one of these memories or whatever comes up and it's gonna it's gonna preach to you and it's gonna preach to you in a way that is only relevant to you 
in order to make you not change and not do something about it. Well, it is gonna make you do something about it, but not necessarily positive. The only thing it's gonna try to do is to stay the same in whatever way it has to do that. I'm talking about the ego. So these memories come up, these patterns, these things. And again, you do not want to fight the ego. You just want to let it do whatever it's doing. Without responses, without answers, without questions. Because they will only make it harder for you to go through these memories, to go through these healing cycles. So let's talk about that a little bit more. These healing cycles come up because they haven't been worked out, obviously. The thing with that is that sometimes you might try to escape them. And let's say that it's something in your real life. Let's say you have an abusive family member. So instead of you working out the issues with that family member, or most importantly with yourself and your relationship to that family member, or your side of the deal, let's keep it like that, because you can only control your own actions. If you don't heal that, but you just leave, you just leave that place and you go somewhere else, you are going to experience the exact same experience with different people. And let's say you would leave again without working out your part of the deal. You will experience the exact same deal, the exact same experience with different people. No matter how hard you try to run away, it will come back again. The same situation in a different expression. You can't escape yourself, because that's all you're doing. Because these situations that you see in your life, with in this case an abusive family member, have nothing to do with them. They have all to do with you. Everything in this life is a lesson. It's here to teach us something, it's here to learn. It's just what it is. But many people think that they have to fix their outside world to fix their inside world. But that's not how it works, because the outside world is a reflection of the inside world. So you running away is not fixing anything. But let's say you don't run away. Let's say you keep doing everything you can, but not within you, but within them. You keep trying to talk to them, trying to talk to the, it out of their heads, what they're doing. In whatever way is possible, but you don't really work on you. Because you think it's them. Then you get the same thing. It won't work, and you will only make it worse. Because it's not about them. Now here's the tricky part. Because if it's about abuse, you would say, what well, they are abusing me, so obviously it's about them too. All of this shit gets really complicated when you go deeper down the rabbit hole, because there's always more to this. But let's just keep it a little bit simple. So the third kind of example with this would be that if that's the case, or the case that they are abusing you when you were there, and you did do your part of the deal. So first we had you avoiding, you running away, and you run into it in other places. Then you have you not avoiding, but only trying to work their part and not your own. Then you get the same thing, it's not going to work. And then you have a third example, where you would be in that same situation with someone abusing you. And you've done your part of the deal, so to speak. 
but you don't leave. You keep being there because you think you have to fix them too. I hope this makes sense because I'm kind of giving a weird example here, but I don't really want to make shit too complicated or personal. So, um, anyway, if you then do that, if you heal yourself, but you don't leave the situation, then it will also not get fixed and only get worse. A lot of people don't like that because, I mean, it's not just about that example anymore, but let's just talk general now. You have to sometimes walk away from things. Obviously, you first want to make sure that stuff is healed and you're not walking away to avoid. But many times, there is something going on between two individuals or more. And one individual has done everything they can. Yet the other one still being a dickhead. Then it's up to you to just leave. Because you cannot control somebody else's actions. No matter how hard you like to try, no matter how much you want that. There's free will here, so you just only need to understand that all you have to do is forgive them and yourself. And just go. If they are not willing to do the work, then you forgive them. You forgive yourself and you remove yourself from the situation. So I don't know, it was a little bit weird. I hope it makes sense. I said what I thought I had to say. It's just that I see a lot of people, especially the third example I gave, a lot of people keep themselves stuck in negative lessons. Not because they haven't worked them out, but because they're simply not leaving the negative situation after they have already done the work and they wonder why nothing is changing. And then it's not that nothing is changing, it is, but it's not really visible because they are still keeping themselves in the old way of their being even though i just tweeted about that earlier yes um you've already done the work but you're still following your old directions you know what i mean like you've already fixed yourself <laughs> oh that sounds really bad but you've already fixed that part of yourself that was out of balance yet physically you stay in the same place that brought you out of balance so you have to work really really hard to stay in balance and you wonder why but that's because you don't go to your new directions anyway i'm gonna talk about the third point because i keep rambling finding the flow state your passion so now you've been on this awakening journey for quite a while and you feel ready ready to go do something with yourself you have done so much work on yourself you can almost not believe how far you've come already full of ideas and energy to tackle the next project but then Things seem to go wrong. You feel like you've been tested. Am I being tested? You most likely are. The universe will throw some curveballs at you just to see if you learned from the past. To see if you're ready for this next step or if you'd rather choose to go back and pick up the old patterns. Kinda like what I just talked about. Not following your new directions. Not really though, because you are still healing. But it's, it's kinda similar. This is not always fun and can be very frustrating and irritating because it might make you feel like you haven't accomplished anything at all lately. This however is not the case. You are working and growing hard and you will get to where you want to be. When this turbulence is over, you feel like one chapter is closed and it's time for the next. It's hard to describe and put into words, but you'll know the feeling when you feel it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about your passion, the very thing you came for. 
the one thing that you love to do so much that it doesn't matter how long it takes, how much you get paid to do it, or anything else. You just love doing it. That is what you want to find. Your passion is your life's purpose. I know finding it is not always easy and may even seem impossible sometimes. But just don't try too hard. Just go and try different things. Maybe you already have an idea of what it is. Then you can go build upon that. But if you don't, just relax and don't try to force find it. It will not work that way. Try to keep it simple in your head and you will see that a lot of times you already have the answer. So passion. Hmm. Many people get confused by this. And they try way too hard to find their passion. Now I'm not any different from those people. Although currently I figured it out. Doing it right now. Not just this podcast, but just all of this spiritual stuff and the goodies. But I've been walking around it for a long time too. Pretty much for more than six years. I just knew what my passion was, but I didn't act upon it because I thought I didn't know. Like it says there. Don't try too hard, because you probably already know. Well, let's talk about this beginning part first. Being tested. Because <laughs> you are most definitely going to get tested when you do your healing. Mate, I can't even say the word tested without thinking of we all know what we're thinking about. Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> your higher self is like... Um, it kind of likes to play some games. Not in a negative way though, because it's, it's you. So sometimes you've done work, you've split off from a path to go to another one, a more balanced one, a one that is more in line with you and what you want to do. <laughs> but there's still this small part of you that knows what you just healed from was not good for you. However, it wasn't that bad, right? Was it? I mean, we can do it again. Now that might sound like your ego, it could be, however it could also be a part of you that is healed yet not fully knows yet what it has to do next. You're already on this new path, you're walking, you're going and you're flowing. But then there are these signs that kind of steer you away from that path and all the way back to the path that you just came from. And that might very well be a distraction from your higher self. Because it might seem like there are synchronicities. It might seem like it's not a negative path. And it isn't. It doesn't have to be negative. But if it's similar to the one that you just came from, it's most likely your higher self kinda baiting you to see if you are really sure about not doing that anymore. If you really chose to leave that behind. And it can be anything. Now it could be a very exaggerated example of someone who seriously hurt you and then a similar individual shows up so it's kinda obvious that you don't wanna go there but there could still be this part of you that's that it seems familiar to, so you might feel the urge to do it. But it's easier to not do it, because it's been a very serious thing. 
but it could also be something simple that has something to do with habits that don't fit your new lifestyle that you're trying to create. So you are letting go of old habits, you're going to this new path and then some of these old habits are starting to show up and you feel tempted because it might look like you're trying to tell yourself that, hey, those habits I just dropped, I thought I had to drop them because they don't fit my new path, but they are here again and it seems like they maybe do fit my new path. I'm not gonna say it is. But it's most likely a distraction from your higher self to see if you really low know that you don't want to do those things anymore. Now, I don't want to digress again for like 10 minutes, so that's kind of it. It can be in many ways. It's just very, very much relative to the individual that's observing because it's, you know, like everything, it's different for every individual and it's very personal. So use the feels can only say that not the emotions though use the feels the emotions are not the same feels the intuition the soul the heart and truly ask yourself if what you are about to do is in alignment with what you want to do now we were also talking about passion and I can go on a rant about passion but uh, I don't really want to because it's not gonna make it easier on people Passion is just this thing, one thing you can look for when you're looking for your passion. It's like I said, I've been walking around my passion for years. It's not that I didn't do it, I just did not really realize because I was looking too much of a, in too much of a confined definition. You see, we like to label things and break things down. Now it's fairly obvious that my passion is spirituality because I can't stop talking about this stuff. But I couldn't really find that that was my passion because I was trying to look for that within the topic of spirituality. Within one of these idols. I can't even name any, but maybe a writer about this topic or maybe a guru or a YouTuber or whatever, really. Anyway, I knew those things. But it wasn't about that. It was about the broader concept. And that was my passion. Now, I don't want to make this whole thing about me, but what I'm trying to say is that you probably already know what your passion is, but you are doing it through a medium, through one medium, and it's not that medium that is your passion, it is the concept that you are acting upon that is truly your passion. So try to zoom out, try to look back at your life and see it, the things that kept coming back. Are they similar in nature? Are they similar? in their underlying concept or are they totally different if you see multiple things in your life that kept coming back that are similar in nature but not the same but you know that they are from the same concept of whatever it is that's most likely your passion so you're just looking too deep into shit which why is which is why you don't see that it's not about one little aspect but it's about the broader aspect of that general concept or idea I don't know if this made it any easier. Anyway, here we have the last cycle and then this podcast will be over. Enlightenment and divinity. I don't even know if this went more in depth for people, really. I, I'm sorry, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just reading this and I'm talking about it a little bit more. So I hope it really helps people. I will go more in depth in another podcast, I guess. I don't know. 
At this stage you are the most pure. A lot of people might look up to you and see you as someone special, because you are so called enlightened. Now, this is true, but it feels and sounds like this is the way the ego would look upon the situation. It's not as grounded, you know. Nonetheless, the meaning behind it stays true. At this point you've cleaned up, you've cleaned so much of your old wounds, your beliefs, assumptions and assumptions about the world that you are very much in your own energy right now. We are all divine and infinite souls. Most of us are just very dirty. We, track a lot of, we drag a lot of dirt and mud with us. You collected all this dirt over the years but never took the time to go and clean it out. If you do start cleaning this out, your own energy can come through and shine bright like it used to do without all the dirt. Your body is the soul's instrument to perceive this universe in, and if you don't keep this tool clean, it becomes a bit out of tune, and is harder to use. When the body is clean, it's much more pure, and is way easier to use. So you will notice that at this point in your journey, everything will become more clear. Not only your mind, but also your psychic abilities. But unlike popular belief, nothing really special happens at this point. You are just very much in tune with everything around you, and you flow and you glow. But it's not over. Like I said earlier, your journey doesn't end here. You will always keep growing and learning. When you think you know it all, you get a new piece of information that makes you start all over again. Not fully, of course, but there's so much knowledge out there, you can never be done. So... Enlightenment. It's a funny thing. You know, I always say that we're all enlightened. None of us isn't. None of us is not enlightened. That makes it dark anyway. Uh, we're just dirty. Our bodies are dirty. Our minds are dirty. In that text I said instrument. But let's say that your body is the car. And you keep driving around this car. But you never clean the car. Now the outside, you might take a shower and clean the outside, you might shave, you might cut your hair. Well, I clearly don't, but you know what I mean. But you don't clean the inside. So there's like all kinds of garbage. I just call it mud. But it just dims your light. So it's not that you're not enlightened. You are. That light's still within you. It's just that it seems less intense. And it seems like less of a divine light because there's so much dirt which makes it seems like there's diffuser on it however beneath all of that it's still you still the same energy there, there's nothing that has changed the energy the only thing is that there's so much stuff on top of it now that it doesn't seem like that but i've said the same thing three times already now so i also said unlike popular belief nothing special happens and that's not fully true because life really becomes magical when you start to become more enlightened, I guess to say. What happens is just that because you have more light coming out, because there's more of you in tune with the universe, because if there's so much mud on your being, it's like the connection between you and the universe is kind of distorted. So what is happening when you are awakening and healing and doing all this work and when people say you become enlightened? Your connection with the universe is getting stronger. So your connection with yourself, with source, with God, with, with whatever you want to name it. And because of that, 
some truly special things do happen. You feel more, and through that feeling you'll see and know more. Your senses get stronger, your telepathy, psychic abilities, simply knowing without ever learning. Feeling someone is gonna call you, feeling how another being feels. And not just someone you don't know, but like the connections with genuine souls you know get stronger. Everything gets stronger, but it's mostly within yourself. And it's not like all of a sudden you become Superman and start to fly around the sky. Although, that would be cool. I'm not gonna lie. That's not what happens. <laughs> what happens is just that your perspective, your awareness, your consciousness grows to such an extent that you're just always happy. You are, well not always, because you have your lows, but you, you feel me. You're just happy, genuinely happy, from the heart, not just from the mind. You just want to share love. You want to apply empathy. It hurts you to see other people not do this, but you know that it's not up to you. So it becomes a... Like you truly become... A... I don't even know. You just become yourself. You become one with the universe. So, let's end it here, because I see that I've been rambling for more than 40 minutes. So I guess we did go in depth. I don't really know. See, the thing with me is that I talk about this stuff so much that it's hard for me sometimes to see what is normal for another being, even though I can kind of put myself in that perspective. So I hope this is what somebody meant when they said more in depth. If not, let me know and I will talk about anything you want me to talk about in depth if this was not in depth so thank you for being here and i'll see you next time